things, sir. And I Is do. Is that only having to do with war in the Middle East, or does it have to do with global economic leadership? It, it has to do clearly with global economic leadership. And there was a period of time after the 2008 recession when the Chinese suddenly said, "Ah, oh, the American model doesn't work yeah, anymore. We should move away from it." And we don't want to be that anymore. Yeah, exactly. But more than that, I, it's also about American values. I mean, you go and talk to leaders in Asia who desperately say they want the United States. And part of that is they believe that the United States created these multilateral institutions like the UN, like the IMF, like the World Bank, like Bretton Woods on currency. They want the Americans upholding those standards, the Americans and allies. And, you know, Trump saying, I'd much rather work with Putin, who's a strong man and can get it done, and the values inside that country doesn't necessarily matter. That is unnerving to American allies. And it's hard to put your finger on that, right? That soft power, that leading by example, but it is important. But when you say that, I would ask, I mean, is he different from a lot of other American leaders? I mean, they didn't ask those questions when they were making uh, nuclear agreements. They didn't ask about, what are you doing about this minority group in your country or this other minority group? They said, how can we make a nuclear agreement that's in both of our national interest. I think that they weren't uh, stressing American values; they were stressing America's security. Uh, no, and, and Kissinger, of course, is sort of one extreme side of that, and you could argue that Jimmy Carter is perhaps the other. Um, and usually, yeah, Americans are more like Kissinger than Jimmy Carter. That's true. Not? That's true. And but um, America still has been promoting, uh, for example, a free media. America has been promoting free markets rule, globally. Rule of law. Rule of law. And and I think we can make pretty clear that Trump's inclinations are that the American presidency has been diminished because uh, American corporations are not acting in a patriotic manner. And American media is not acting in a patriotic manner. And uh, he thinks that the American presidency would do a lot better and we'd have a much stronger negotiating position vis-a-vis -vis other countries if they were to back up the Americans and not act like a bunch of globalists or globalizers. And that's a very interesting change. Okay, but I'm asking at the same time, in China, isn't there more respect uh, um, than it certainly was 10 years ago, for copyright protection, those kinds of things. Yes. They have gradually moved to the acceptance of those kinds of things. Yes. Right? They have. Uh, so those American values. Absolutely. And uh, American values that became global values. And Trump I, still cares about those values, I assume. Well, I mean, you know, I think a, a businessman needs predictability and... Uh, expectation that contracts will be honored in order to do business. Um, the importance of honoring contracts, I think, is something that's going to be an interesting question to watch <laughs> under a Trump administration. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go there. <laughs> no, I do uh, yet want to go there. No, but you know what I mean. I mean, clearly conflicts of interest are going to be big. I mean, it, under Trump, you are going to have to start covering the United States analytically a little bit more like South Korea, where on the one hand, I mean, not like Russia, not like China, but where on the one hand, you have all of these official interests of the U.S. and the cabinet and what they're saying politically, and then you have the Trump organization, an informal kitchen cabinet, where the business interests and how do those things align and to what extent was a phone call with the Taiwanese having to do with that? as opposed to or in addition to other policy interests. Historically, we haven't had to do much of that kind of analysis in the U.S., even though you do a lot of that in covering many countries around the world. That's going to be 
interesting and complicated if you are an American corporation or if you are a foreign government trying to figure out what the best way is to work with this new president. Do you think the Obama presidency in world affairs was a successful presidency? No. 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 And it really saddens me to say that because this is a guy that clearly wanted the best, right? I mean, you have to argue, you look at the way he's comported himself in the presidency. You look at the values that he has lived up to himself. The, uh, the way he has tried to lead by example with his family, with his friends, with his White House. You want this guy to be able to succeed. And yet, when you look at the Obama administration's balance sheet internationally, where they've succeeded and where they've failed, they've got this limited Iran deal in their favor. They've got a Cuba opening that was way overdue. You've got some good symbolism with Hiroshima and Pearl Harbor between the U.S. and Japan. But aside from that, the transatlantic relationship.